So in creating a workbook for the 30-day challenge, a new handwritten workbook, I have, uh, uh, what I want to do is emphasize in writing and have people do in writing what I think is the key to manifestation. And, and it goes like this. It goes step, step one. You have to realize that within you is the power, is the infinite power of possibility. That's point number one. If there is no recognition that within you is the infinite power of possibility, then the whole concept of a better version of yourself tomorrow is, is, is a joke. The second part, that the inward power can be, the inner power can be aroused and brought into expression by holding high ideals, affirmations, and visualizations. So I'll say that again that the inward power, that this infinite power of possibilities can be aroused and brought into expression by holding high ideals in the mind and by affirmations and by visualizations. There's the three secret uh, mechanisms, which is what the 30-day challenge is, or the power hour is. The third one, that it's necessary to spend a short time in in the morning and the evening in the unseen. Now, I don't know what the uns better worded is for unseen, but I suppose people call it the universe or the thought or uh, God or uh, um, nature. It's, you can't see it, ether, right? You have to spend time in the unseen. In other words, I think if we were to translate it into everyday language, what we would say is we need to spend time in the morning and in the night in our imagination. Right? Because if we don't tap that imagination, we can't do visualization, we can't do affirmation. Right? And we can't do manifestation. Manifestation comes from the imagination. What we imagine, we create. And there's no person on earth didn't imagine their success before it happened. Nobody succeeded without imagining it. Mm -hmm. Visualization for an athlete is imagining themselves winning the race. Imagine, imagine, until the imagination manifests into reality. Um, affirmation is speaking in the imagination, saying, I'm a champion, I'm a champion, I'm a champion. And they're imagining that uh, with words and, and audio and, and even reading the words, visual, to to ensnare the imagination to cause something to happen. So the next one, next part of the workbook, that by doing so, that by being morning and night in the unseen, you can enter a super conscious realm where your word is creative. Wow. So with a lot of the talk in the in the um, in the in the mystery studies is about how people whinge and complain. But what they don't realize is everything they complain about, or become embittered about, or judge, they actually create it. It's part of manifestation. If I talk about something I fear, I am definitely going to cause it. So, in the opposite, if I talk about something I'd love, I'm definitely going to cause that too. So if, if we're willing to believe that our words and thoughts and imagination can bring on shit, 
can bring, you know, like if you, if we used to do this ex corporate exercise, it's one of the best. I love this exercise. We get everybody in the workshop, 30 people, to walk across along a plank and it would be one brick off the floor. Walk along the plank, everybody walk along the plank, one brick off the floor. Nobody would fall. A painter's plank, right? And then we would blindfold everybody and say, walk across the plank, one brick off the floor. Everybody would walk across, one or two maybe hesitant because they'd be a little bit, I think, but it wasn't far to fall. Nobody gave a shit. We'd raise the plank, put it on two step ladders, and now everybody had to climb up two steps, and now the plank is, I don't know, half a meter off the floor. It's not very far. And you go walk across the plank. Every second person hesitated. Their fear caused them to be unable to walk across the plank, let alone blindfold it. But it's the same plank. It has the same risk of falling. It's the only thing is the consequence of the fall went up. So their fears started to interject. Their imagination, in other words, started to interject in what they were going to create. Yeah. And this is how people live. That's meant to be that way, because the more high you get, the more risk there is and the consequences. It's meant to be that way. But to be in manifestation, we have to overcome this sense of doom and gloom and fear and thinking that we are doing justice to ourselves by complaining about things, by saying, oh, this is what went wrong. And the Art of Positive Thinking, that's a book, um, and How to Win Friends and Influence, all these old books, that in a way they had it right in that the Art of Positive Thinking and How to Win Friends and Influence People definitely has causational effect. But positive thinking as they taught it, which is the absence of negative thinking, can't be. Because the absence of negative thinking means we've found a person who's super evolved, super conscious, super enlightened so negative thinking's got to come what we need is a process to work through the negative to balance it see the benefit of the negative so when we see the benefit of a negative the negative isn't negative right that's evolution what we say in the work from the mysteries that what i teach is the uh, the, the the dumb dumb the dumb person thinks there's only positive the wise person sees negative, sees positive, and is thankful for both, focuses on the positive, it's all good. Um, the next one was on the list was that what you speak comes to pass, that what you mentally picture must come true. It, if, 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 you, if any human being can, can grasp the importance of this, they would learn life mastery 101 and, and be in control. What we, if, if what we speak comes to pass, if we speak something, it will happen. <laughs> that's a lot of power. And that's a lot of uh, discipline around what comes out of our little, little hole below our nose. It's a lot. We, we know it, I know it from working with um, First Nation people, that the kids get criticised, 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 and the next thing they end up behaving in a critical, you know, it was spoken, it become. And the other part of it is that what you mentally picture must come true. 
So if, if, if we want something bad enough to happen, if we want to build our business double or if we want to create something, it, it has to come from a, a visualization, which is shut your eyes and imagine it. And you, and you script it and you, you repeat it and repeat it and you put pictures on the wall to help you visualize, to help you hold that vision. That's all a, a dream board is, is pictures on the wall that remind you to go into your brain and visualize the future that you want to create. The next one is that, if, that if it is only by following high ideals that true success can be achieved. Now, what's a high ideal? Well, I think if, if, if I wanted to put it in my language, I would say a high ideal is your core value, you, what you think is important to you. You know, if kindness is important to you, you hold the ideal, the in, it's called the intent. The whole the, the intent to be kind. And we know that every act of kindness has a cruel and a kind side, a, 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 a happy and a sad side to it. So kindness has, is, a, is, is cruel, you know, you have to be cruel to be kind, you know, the quote. Mm -hmm. But our intent is kindness. How people receive it is completely uh, beyond our control. So holding high ideals means holding good intent. And I think mm -hmm. we so often slip off this pedestal and say, it doesn't matter, uh, it, that person's behaving in a way or those people are behaving in a way, my intent doesn't matter, it does. Because it puts us on a little bit of a, a plane of manifestation, it starts to put us in the zone of causation. And therefore, we need to picture a higher life the highest you you can conceive and affirm that it's you. Remember that this higher life is without sickness, without disease. It moves forward with joy and you can't ever fail. That's the vision. That's the visualization. And although we know there's balance to everything, I would say the word fail, I have transmitted that word in my life and the lives of people I, I love to help into learning. It's, there's no mistakes, there's just things to learn. So they're not failures, they're learnings. So I even try to spin, as a spin doctor, I even try to spin negative words into things that actually help us. And disease, well, the body evolves from, from sickness. So I would say, there is no sickness, there is no disease, there is just things that are evolving us and if I can tap into that, I become a better version of myself. I think a little bit sometimes we fall asleep at the steering wheel. We say, I wanna be a great leader, I wanna be conscious, I wanna make a difference and I wanna manifest my vision. And then next thing you know, Yeah, and we fall asleep. We fall asleep and we go, oh, I remember what Chris said. Chris said there's a daily power hour. We have to do these things every day if we want to cause it. And, and, and one of the things that is so hard to communicate, if you think you're going to cause something to come true by thinking about it once, uh, big joke. If you think about it, cause something to come to manifest when you want it to, big joke. 
I remember the, as, as clearly as the day is now, I was sitting at the, at the, beside my yoga teacher guru, Patabi Joyce, sitting beside him at a, at a town hall presentation that we'd created. We flew him from India and we had 400 people cramming into this uh, theatre and he was, uh, someone was doing a yoga demonstration, he was going to do a talk. And someone asked the question, when did you first know that you want to be a yoga teacher? And he goes, and, and he's broken English, he's, he described it as when he was eight years old, he walked out and in his village, which I went to, which is in way in the boonies in uh, India, this uh, wandering sadhu, this wandering guy came into the village and to earn a meal, did a yoga demonstration in front of everybody. And Patabi Joyce said, I saw him and I left home with him. So his parents said, go, fuck, it's huge. It's a huge story and it's a true story. So from that day on, he just followed the sadhu. And he said, I'm going I'm to teach yoga. He's, he's just, that's it. So he got, he got his impression or he got his intention or he got his vision, he got his thing. And then someone else put their hand up and said, but you didn't build a yoga school till you were 67 years old. What's going on there? And he goes, ha, ha, ha. All in God's time. <laughs> but I guarantee not one single second of that man's life did he lose that picture. Mm. Not one single. Mm. Not one single, nothing. Never, uh, even though he may not have, he talked about the pain and suffering he had to go through learning yoga from this very, very strict disciplinarian teacher. And uh, that person who was the person he followed is the, is the grandfather of all Western yoga. He taught Ainga, he taught everybody. This was the, and he was his disciple. And this guy put him in the most excruciating um, yoga things and held him there and made him stay. But I guarantee you never, never, ever lost the picture. And then we go, oh, I've been thinking, I've had my, I've been doing my visions for the last two weeks and Fucking nothing's happened, Chris. And I go, well, all in God's time. 